Football is around the corner and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right. Double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows? Maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's The Mismatch, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states or 18 plus in D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon, and joining me as he does every Monday night from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concer, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Camera, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Cameraman, Kevin O'Shredder, Kevin O'Candyland. Kevin! We got some news. We actually got real news today. Real news. So we need to give everybody a heads up. This was our week off, but we do this for you. The people! (laughs) In my Bane voice, <laughs> the people, we do it for you. And Well, we did also say that we were going to do it every week during the summer. So it was we our week off because the, the Spotify, you know, activities this week. Like there's a lot of people out of the office and all that type of stuff. Uh, we weren't flown to Sweden. Oh, no, we weren't. <laughs> no, I'm in Memphis and you're in California. I, and I, while, while, while the rest of Spotify is well, gallivanting around <laughs> in Sweden, I suppose. Well, I, could, I could have gone. I chose not to go. I could not. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd never ra- was invited. I'd rather go to Red Rocks. So. And the Swedes yeah. would love me. Anyway, this you morning, Swedish. I should have gone over to China to see James Harden's <laughs> deal that he was doing because this got fun. Uh, everybody wakes up this morning <laughs> to the news that one of the most long-lasting special relationships in the NBA, James Harden and Daryl Morey, which has <laughs> gone on 
for some time has evidently found some rough times. In fact, when James Harden stood in front of everyone uh, that he was meeting with in China. What was that, a camp like with kids there, right? Yeah. Like something like that. Yep. And said, uh, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. (laughs) Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be part of an organization that he's a part of. To be clear for the listeners, that's not you saying, let me repeat that. That was James Harden. (laughs) James James Harden actually said, let me repeat that. I mean, and uh, my buddy uh, Taco Trey Kirby, I loved, he said, James Harden has the deepest trade request bag in league history. He's done a classic just give up. He's gone on a party tour. Now he's slandering his own GM, one of the greats. (laughs) Obviously, this is uh, extremely troubling i think if you are a sixers fan just given what a mess this has become um it was just a few days ago that i think you know most of the time the fans are going to be on the gm side and they're going to be on the team side and it appeared as if there were no good deals for james harden out there nothing had been materializing and so daryl morey made it publicly known that they expect James Harden to be at training camp and he thinks that that gives them the best chance to win and they're not making a bad trade and if they are going to move him that they need to bring back a star caliber player and they need to be able to make themselves better. It does not appear that that's the case, that that's on the table right now. And so you knew there was going to be a response from Harden and this was the response and this was rather scathing. Uh, to say the least, and it appears as if this has gotten rather personal between these two. And so I know you wrote an article about it. Uh, You know, I'd imagine you're kind of stunned when you see it for the first time. I was. Oh, Uh, yeah, I was was shocked. I, you know, pulled out my phone this morning and and was like, is this real? I I saw it, you know, tweeted from like an aggregated account first, like the first thing that popped up on my For You and then I saw it was originally tweeted by Shams. And then I saw there was a different angle of the video where you can hear the crowd cheering for Harden afterwards he, as he kind of can't hold his smile. And any other, any other questions? All right. <laughs> this, I will say, to your point, this is, no lie, the very first time that this has happened where I thought, is that AI? Yeah, is this real? Did somebody, and (laughs) I've looked at it a couple different times because it's a very clear camera. Whoever shot that had a very, very clear camera. And I was like, is that like superimposed? And then they dubbed this in there because I know, obviously, when you see all these songs and everything, they can do that. I mean, somebody could do it. It's not hard to do at all. And I'm like, did he really say that? Like, because it's just a strange thing to stand up there and say. And then you've got the cheers in the background. Now, look, He's got a captive. <laughs> the cheers are funny. <laughs> well, because he's got a captive audience. Yes, I mean, the, they love ex- Daryl Morey. <laughs> yeah, not exactly a fan favorite in China. Yeah, might may have also been a language barrier. Like, hey, yay, I'm here to see James Harden. <laughs> Whatever he says, you're cheering. Right. Uh, so <laughs> you and I, same page. We're checking if it's real. Once you yes. realize that it is authentic, then what? 
Well, at first, I just think it's important to say for some listeners, I'm sure most people know, but for some, the, the reason why Harden is saying this is because of the idea, the thought that there was a handshake agreement between he and Maury when he took the discounted deal last offseason. Harden had a $47 million player option that he opted out of to take a $14 million pay cut. That enabled the Sixers to, re- to get P.J. Tucker and Daniel House and we all know that the Sixers were investigated for tampering last year. They were hit with the 2023 and 24 second round draft pick fine for talking early with Tucker and House. And as far as we know, through all the phones and the emails and everything that they looked at, they found nothing on a, like a illegal agreement, a handshake deal on a long term contract between Harden and the Sixers. So Harden's mad about that. He's mad about being told that he would be traded or they would try to trade him and then they didn't trade him. So that's why he's saying Daryl Moore is a liar for the reasons that we understand right now. That That's what we understand it to be. So I think, yes, there was probably a wink-wink when he took the pay cut last year. But I also think that this is probably more about what is going on right now. But, but one quick thing, why do you think there was a wink-wink when he was the one leaking on Christmas Day, his team, Christmas Day, he could go to the Rockets. Like, that's not the actions of somebody who thinks they have a wink-wink long-term agreement with the Sixers, with the team that they're on, the team they're trying to win a finals on. You don't leak time and time again all season long. Oh, you could go to Houston, you can go to Houston. Yeah. That's somebody trying to create leverage that has uncertainty, in my opinion. So maybe it is all about what happened right now, and that's it. Yeah, and, and th- that's why I think. I think it's about right now. And I that's think all. It's, that, nothing else. I think it's about him opting in. He lost all leverage, Kevin. Yeah. When he opted in. Like, you don't opt in unless you think you're going to get your way. And so that's why he's saying, because look, let's say he opts out. Okay. He has all the leverage in the world. The Sixers just going to let him walk. Yeah. He would have lost a lot of money, though, that way. Why? You don't think he could have gotten like a hundred. $50 $50 million? $180 no. million? Yeah, of course nope. he could. No, oh I don't think God. so. Oh, my God. Are you crazy? It would have been exactly so. like what just happened with Kyrie. Exactly like it. It was from who? But Kyrie damn, re-signed. Kyrie re- yeah, but Kyrie re-signed with the Mavs. And that's what I'm telling you. He would have re-signed with Philly. So maybe, so maybe with him, maybe at that point, he didn't want that type of deal. The short-term, two- to three-year deal. Maybe he feels like he's still worth more. This is the same guy sure. that declined, you no. know, fifty million dollars annually from the Nets. That's hundred sixty-one million dollars over three years. He declined that deal with the hopes of getting two hundred fifty plus million dollars the following summer. Totally understand. Yeah. Yes, this is a guy that wants. He wants to be paid like his peers. That he who he feels are his peers. And and, right? and over the course of time, he didn't. He was so he wanted all his money that he didn't even have an agent for years. Because he didn't want to give up the fee. He wants the $200 billion deal that other guys have Mm -hmm. gotten, right? That's what he wants. Okay, that wasn't going to be out there. But he could certainly get more than opting in for the $34 million or whatever it is. It it was a goofy decision. Yeah, this upcoming year. Well, goofy only if, only if he did that without some kind of assurance that if you're, and you look, 
I'm not a Harden fan. But for him to react this kind of way, I would imagine his side of the story is, I would never have opted into that contract. But now this guy is coming back and saying he can't find a deal for it. And now I've opted into that deal. I would have never opted into that deal. Unless I unless I had an assurance that, he, that I wasn't going to have to be here. If they don't want to give me the money, they don't have to give me the money. Sure. Fine. That's, that's fair, Chris. But the way people have been talking about that around the league since it happened is this was like a panic decision. He, they, like His circle looked at the market. Houston dried up. They were turning to Fred Van Vliet. There was no other potential opportunities or destinations for him without taking a pay cut. And that they feared what the deal would be with the Sixers with the offers that they would have made because there was silence from the Sixers side of things. As I put in the article, they were not talking prior to free agency, as far as I understand it. So if you're Harden in his camp, they I think they just opted in and said, okay, well, let's try to play our cards right here. We take the guaranteed money, $35.6 million for this coming season, and try to force our way out to the team that we want to go to. And like it could it like we don't know all the details here. You could be right. You could be totally right there. But why would you give up all your leverage if you don't opt in, Kevin? What's the worst thing that happens? You're still unsigned today. Oh, give me a break. Come on. Hey, look, I hate the guy, but come let's get yeah, but, serious. But, but the thing, Philadelphia really has to re-sign him. They can't lose him for nothing. But what if Philadelphia is offering three years 85? No way. No way. He could have done better. Come on. Dylan Brooks got $90 million. Get out of here. <laughs> Van Vliet got two years, $83.6 million with a team offer for the third year. Right. What if that, what if that was the deal Harden was being offered? Do you think he takes that deal from the Sixers? Three years, 120-ish million dollars with a team option on the third year. Do you think he takes that? Or is he still holding out right now for more money? Well, didn't Kyrie get 120 and then like six impossible bonuses or something like yeah. that? The, Ky- and- the Kyrie situation's a little No, different. it's not. I, I, it's actually yeah. exactly the same. Kind Where of. Dallas couldn't, they'd rather have the asset. Kind, I mean, and Philly yes. is, would rather have the asset. You're not losing him for nothing. But he gave them his opt-in. That's the only reason I could see him being mad is I only opted in because I was given the assurance and now he's backtracking because he can't find a deal for me. Well, regardless, we, we, are, you know? we are at the point now where regardless of what led him to make the decision to opt-in, we're at the point now that how much uglier will things get? We have him on, on a stage his team sending a social media video to a bunch of people to have them posted on social to try to stir things up and make things ugly and make it toxic. That's working, right? That's working in the sense that people are talking about it today. Should Daryl have done that? You know, is he trustworthy? Blah, 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 this and that. But regardless of your personal feelings on any of that, the fact is, if you're James Harden right now and you're doing this, if you're Steve Ballmer, the Clippers owner, are you sitting back thinking, okay, uh, you know, let's actually give up what we can to make this deal happen? If you're a GM of any of these other teams that may or be maybe iffy about getting James Harden, there are already so many people that for years have thought of him as some malcontent that they don't have any interest in acquiring. If you're Harden, you're going to be 34 next season. This year, you're 33. 
next season when you're 34 years old getting a new contract, how many teams are actually going to want you? Are these decisions working against him even more? Next summer, the Sixers have cap space, and then the Spurs, Magic, Jazz, Raptors, Pistons, and Wizards. Harden really doesn't make any sense for any of those teams. You could make the argument like uh, a desperate team trying to win and stay in the middle like the Wizards, but all the others don't make any sense at all. There's no argument for Harden. So then you think about signing trades. There's not much interest today in Harden. The Clippers aren't making an acceptable offer for him. The Heat are trying for Damian Lillard at this point. So like, does it come to the point that you know, mid-season, it's teams looking for an expiring salary. If you're Harden, you need to be doing everything you can to restore your value around the league. Regardless of what it takes, you need to restore your value everywhere, not just focus on trying to force your way out of Philadelphia. That that's that's where I kind of come away from today watching that video. I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't help you in the in the big picture. It might help you make things ugly with the Sixers and push your way out, but I'm not even sure that's the case necessarily. If it's turning off a potential suitor like the Clippers, he just needs to think about what can I do as a player on the court, regardless of where I'm playing, to actually give myself viable destinations. I also think that most people have an understanding that Daryl has had kit gloves versus with James Harden his whole career. He's let he's let James run the roost, like you know what I mean. Yep. If, if James shows up late to practice, so what? If they don't enabled practice, him. so what? Yeah, he's enabled him the entire way. He has yep. been his biggest defender. He has been his biggest cheerleader his entire career. Now called him a better scorer by far than Michael Jordan. Daryl Morey did. There's 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 no way that, and of course, Daryl's career is completely tied to Harden as well. Okay, so. Those those things go together. Um, that being said, yeah, if I'm another GM, I think you make a good point, Kip. You think I want to deal with this bullcrap? No way. It has to be a Hail Mary. You'd have to find a situation with the GM that's like gonna get ousted and it's like, well, what the hell? I might as well take a flyer on this because, you know, look, the guy did lead the league in assists. You could talk yourself into it, right? He, like, he's we need, still we need still good one players. The, yeah, we need good players. The, he's still one of the thirty-ish best players in basketball. And I'm trying to do something to save my job. Absolutely, if which is what a, the Clippers could be. The Clippers, like they, sure. you know, they're trying to go for it all. Yeah, and if you're a, like if you're an established guy, though, if you're like an established guy that's got it all together and you've got a good team culture that you're comfortable with. You're not bringing them in. No, no way. It no. has to be a. Nope. It has to be somebody trying to, you know, just take a flyer to try to, you know. You remember David Griffin did it a couple of years ago, trying to bring in McCollum. Like I just got to make the playoffs. Like I can't go another year without making the playoffs, right? right? And he's not. And he's not going to go for Harden, right? So no, no, so no. Like it, yeah. But I'm just saying, like that kind of like, hey, yes. I need to do make something happen here. Like you're gonna have to find a GM that needs to make something happen because this team is like where you're going. It ain't. What's it gonna hurt? Right? Minnesota? No, you cannot. You cannot stymie the Anthony Edwards ascension, and he's I, looking I more and more like the budding superstar as totally he plays agree. this summer. I, I totally agree with you. So, like, if, if not New Orleans, if not Minnesota. Lakers midseason, 
D-Lo type of deal, that type of thing? Could you see the Lakers? Well, look, look, the, the people that are going nuts over is Phoenix. Try to find a way to get there. Yeah, well, they just so, keep so on what about the Lakers? Me. I'm just throwing a couple teams at you. Lakers? I mean, those guys were convinced they could fix Westbrook. Okay, so... Of course they could so, uh, so, convince okay. themselves they could fix this guy. All right, so Lakers, Clippers, Suns, and... Another one, in, by the way, wouldn't want to stymie the Reeves thing. He looks great this summer. Oh, I know. I agree completely. So Lakers, Clippers, Suns in the West. And then in the East, I don't think any of the non-playoff teams from this past season, aside from possibly the Wizards, and then of the play-in teams, the Bulls maybe, like I could see them wanting an expiring contract. I could see them trying to kind of be the Oklahoma City team that what they were with Chris Paul trying to improve his value. Miami, if they, if the they heat, can't get Lillard. Yep. The Heat, if they don't get Lillard. But other than that... Like, if you got him in that structure and yes. you've got Jimmy who's going to... He's the one that can deliver for you. You've yes. got a guy that could come up big for you. So so our list right? here of, of theoretical... Harden teams aside from the Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Wizards, Bulls, Heat. And that would be the type of thing where Maury takes this into the season. And regardless of how things play out with Harden, one of these teams decides, you know what, let's roll the dice and take a shot. Or they're like, we want an expiring contract and, you know, try to roll the dice with this guy and see what he turns into a la Chris Paul on OKC a handful of years back. Those are our teams. Make no mistake, his agent went on that podcast and started talking about how he thinks MVP. he can be an MVP and he's MVP. got all of his, you know, <laughs> he's got his workouts and his diet and everything so dialed in and he's going to be amazing. Like, you have to start doing stuff like that because he did not make it any easier to trade him today. No. Can you imagine if you're Daryl and, you, and you're getting on a phone call trying to move him at this point? It's like, if I'm the guy on the other end, I'm like, Man, I ain't get, you think I'm giving you something good for this guy? <laughs> like, I think it was a bad move, what they decided to do today. It was a really bad move. Of course it was. It's funny. It but is it's not, incredibly funny. It's hilarious. But, in ter- <laughs> and it, but in terms of trying to get, what is your desired outcome here? And obviously, look, in the moment, it's very emotional. His desired outcome is to let everybody know that Daryl Morey's a snake. That's what he thinks. Yep. And why, look, I am more apt to go, why does he think that? And I would bet a large sum of money that the reason he thinks that is because he felt, right or wrong, that he had some assurance that this was not going to play out like this. That if I opt in, just like I took that pay cut last year, but that you guys don't want to pay me, fine. That's fine. But if I opt into this, you got to move me. And they say, all right, just opt in and we'll figure out a way for you to get out of here. And then when it came time and he wasn't able to move, now he feels betrayed and feels like he shouldn't have opted in in the first place. I mean, he just threw away all his leverage by opting in. That was the crazy thing. Because remember, it was like immediately followed with. It was James Harden is opting into his contract basically with the understanding that he's being traded. That's how the story was reported. So that's what makes me feel like his opt-in was contingent upon, right? He's opting in, and they're going to try to find him a destination. And that was the end of that. 
And so now he looks at it and goes, this guy, now he got me at the price and now he's not going to trade me. He wants me to come to training camp because he can't get the deal. And so that's how the, that's how the relationship falls apart. You know, supposedly there's a big mural of James Harden when he walked into Errol Morey's house. I don't know what's going to happen to that. I guess you got to take it down <laughs> or just look at it every day and say, this guy called me a liar. <laughs> I mean, it's a mess. This is a mess. And I think you're right. Not that many teams. And one of the other, you know, one of the other points you brought up, which I thought was um, a good one, is you can't do this to Embiid again. I mean, I know the guy was whatever, five for 18 for 15 points in game seven. And and Harden had like nine points. Meanwhile, on the other side, Jason Tatum's got 51 points. Um, so it's not like he showed up when it mattered most either. That being said, it's just been a catastrophe trying to build around Embiid. Year after year after year, it's after, something. Another one. Here's another Every time. Year. I know. What a mess, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's like you feel like for the Sixers, you feel bad for Joel Embiid right now. He's turned himself into an MVP and like he deals with drama every year, trade requests, bus draft picks, guys forgetting how to shoot, peanut allergies. It's always something with the Sixers. Uh, and yet he does need to improve in the postseason. He does need to elevate his play. And part of that is going to be related to what happens with the coaching staff here. They hired Nick Nurse. What type of system is he going to install? Are they going to have less stagnant offense? in a postseason setting than the Doc Rivers run teams did or some of the Brett Brown team run teams did with Ben Simmons in their clog in the paint. And with Daryl Morey, like if you bring Harden back, that rightfully is his preferred plan of action here because if you bring Harden back, there's a chance, a small chance, he changes his mind and decides to stick it out and play. Don't you break all trust if he doesn't, though? I almost think you can't, because of the way the Simmons thing played out, you can't have it happen again. You just can't. With Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, but unless unless Maxi emerges this year, he takes another step up, and you get a great supporting cast, you know, and a couple picks in return for Harden, whether it's from the Clippers or some other team, then suddenly maybe you have something with Maxi and Embiid being the two best players on the team and then a really strong supporting cast and a, and a new, more innovative system under Nick Nurse. I, I think that's going to be the vision. That's why you bring Harden back, because right now, the deals suck. And that's why this, these talks have ended. What the Clippers are offering doesn't allow them to stay as contenders. And so we move on, and we'll, I guess we'll find out on the next episode of this soap opera with what's going to happen with James Harden, because at this point, we're all just guessing. It's just a huge, I mean, it just feels like deal with the devil in this case because if you trade him, Embiid might just say, like, look, you screwed this up again and we're not good enough. If you don't trade him, then you're sitting, and if he just sits out or tries to sabotage it, he's going this again. Like, it might cost you Embiid. Yeah. What happens with this? That's what's at stake. Embiid, right? Yeah. That's what I'd be worried about. Yeah. It's, it's almost like maybe I don't need to get the, it, if I don't get the greatest return of all time, at least it wouldn't cost me my franchise player. But I don't know. It might cost him anyway because it's just, he evidently he's still big buddies with Harden, which is kind of odd considering the way it's all playing out. 
Why doesn't James Harden want to play there? Right? Like, that's one of the things that's never talked about. Like, they got a chance to win the title, and it's obviously the best situation for him that Joel Embiid, Harden, pick and roll was great. And they can obviously play together. And evidently, they like each other. And I just don't understand. I don't understand. Real quick question, Chris. Yeah. Last thought on, that I really have on this Harden thing. With uh, with that Harden article I wrote, I had a quote in there that Daryl Morey had on uh, his radio interview a couple yep. weeks back. Um, and he said on 97.5 Fanatic, he said, uh, what we're attempting to do is have the best team possible this year, but also have the ability, if we get into a next season situation, to be a very unique team with the most cap room of a team. Us being the only team with a top player that a free agent can join is going to put us in a very unique situation. Maury's getting at the point that they could have a ton of cap space next year with Embiid under contract, the maxi cap hold, and that they could be the only team that has an MVP caliber player with the flexibility to add a player with all the restrictions that are going to be on teams now with the hard cap and all that type of stuff, the lack of cap space. He's saying that they want to target free agents next summer. Who do you think Maury in the back of his mind wants? Because next year's free agent class, 80's already signed. Kawhi Leonard's got an option and he's older and injury prone. Pascal Siakam, there's been reports that he doesn't actually want to leave Toronto. Who knows if he gets traded? Jalen Brown has already signed. Paul George has a player option. LeBron James has a player option. Holiday, OG Ananobi, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, like, I, I, like, who do you think he wants? Is it LeBron James? Because I, I think Daryl has always taken big swings. I think his vision next year would be to say, hey, we sign you, LeBron James, and we'll get Bronny James as well. That's what I think it would be. Like, what else? What, what else would you be, te- you know, thinking about big picture for next summer other than that? I mean, the only player I've thought that he's always tied to is James. Yeah. So, right? I don't know if there's somebody else that, that would be coveted necessarily. Right? Unless it's just a bunch of role players with all that money that they'll have. But if it's the big fish, yep. I think Maury's target next summer would be LeBron James. Oh, wow. It just makes sense logically, Chris, right? Yeah. I Who mean, else would it be? as the, you know, he's the big game hunter, as you said. Mm hmm. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Looking for a better way to watch live TV? Stream your favorite sports and shows over 95 live channels with Hulu Plus Live TV. Get access to Hulu's entire streaming library, Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, all in one plan. Start your free trial of Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Offer valid for new and eligible returning subscribers only. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. 
Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Couple other things we want to mention before we get out of here. ESPN announced that uh, the way we watch basketball next year is going to change a little bit because of the analyst. Uh, of course, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson are out, Doris Burke and Doc Rivers are in. Um, I actually think that will be good. I think they'll probably get some chemistry and they'll be good together. Um, Doc was good first go-round. And Doc's yeah. usually, you know, he's a charming guy. He's always good in interviews. And, like, I think he'll be good. Aside from the poor audio that he had on his end with the Bill Simmons podcast a couple weeks back. Yep. He was awesome. He was great oh, for, yes. for a guy that was just, you know, was an NBA head coach. He was really good. We'll see how Doris develops, you know, like alongside Doc and and Mike Breen now. Like, you know, sometimes your supporting cast matters and Doris has a lot of talent. So I think yep. with Doc and Breen, that could be a good crew potentially. I'm hopeful. And, and I'm the hopeful. second crew is interesting as well. I love the second crew. I think Ryan Rucco's great. I like him, and, yeah, me too. And he's got J.J. Redick and uh, Richard Jefferson. I think I like people that. are going to really love yeah. that group. I really I like think that J.J.'s group. great on games, and I think that uh, Jefferson's got a very good personality. He's very self-deprecating, but he's also, like, insightful. He's funny. He played on jokes. a lot of good. Yeah, he played on a lot of good teams. Um, he's got a wit about him. I think that I think they will actually develop into something very, very good that people really like. Uh, those three together on games and a little younger. It skews younger. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wonder. I mean, so Mark Jones. I wonder if they'll pair him with somebody new, and maybe Bob Myers. Like Bob Myers is going to be doing some countdown games, but could he? Could they also try him out announcing games? I wonder. No, get, get real. Bob Myers is literally only doing ABC. And that's He's it. not even doing the other countdowns. That's all. Yeah. Only ABC. Really? Okay. Yes. He's only going on it if he's in everyone's TV. That, I'll was be that, on it. Was that in the, yes. in the announcement? Okay. Yes. Huh. It, well, wait, hold on now. It says Myers will appear on ABC editions of NBA Countdown. Okay. Oh, including Saturday primetime on ABC and NBA Showcase on ABC. So he's that's only it. on the ABC ones. No ESPN. Okay. Right. He's only on the ABC mm, ones, Bob Myers. Interesting. And Bob Myers was great on Ryan's podcast. You know, I know we were texting about this earlier. Like, might be a guy that needs long form. I mean, they, you I know, hope. 
they only give you two minutes to talk at, at most in these segments Sometimes, on those countdown like shows. 30 and so. seconds and that's it. Then you get a producer. That, no, I'm saying as a group. Oh, yeah. You only yeah, have yeah, two minutes. Group, yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and, I, and, and look, and 45 of that is going to be Stephen A. yelling at you. So... <laughs> About I, I whatever hope, you said. I, I hope they I hope personally hope they revise the format a bit, allow them to go a little bit more long form. I understand commercials need to be played, yada yada yada. But Bob Myers is, was really good on podcasts, really good as well. It's the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. Every time I saw him there, I feel like I learned something. Bob is a very thoughtful guy, and I I hope he gets the time on countdown and, and they can make that a good overall show. And the dynamic could be cool. It could be kind of their own type of mismatch up there with Stephen A., Bob Myers, Malika. Like that, like that's going to be a unique crew. It could clash. It could not. It might not work. But it. But the different perspectives could actually be really interesting. Look, they just search for something every single year and just have not found the right mix mm-hmm. by any means. Uh, congrats to Hubie Brown. He'll be calling his fiftieth year as an analyst. And then, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, Mark Jones and Dave Pash are both going to be calling games. And there was, in in the press release they sent out, bro, how old is Mark Jones? I don't know. 50? 55? It says Mark Jones has been calling games for 33 years. I was like, what? Really? 33 years? How old is he? Oh, he's 61 years old. I had no idea. I had no idea he was 61. Wow. That's a long time to be calling games, 33 years. When I saw that, I was like, is that right? Really? But, wow, he's 61, huh? He certainly does not seem 61 calling games. He's certainly hip to what's going on. And seem, uh, skews on the younger side, I would say. But, uh, obviously, that's probably on purpose. But, yeah, I had no idea. When I saw that, I was like, what in the world? Oh, I just saw on uh, on Wikipedia, his middle name is Vernon. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh, kindred spirits, huh? <laughs> Fountain of youth, guys. <laughs> Me and him. Fountain of youth, guys. That's a secret. Vernon. That's crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Is his, his middle name's really Vernon? Yeah, it's Mark Vernon Mark Jones. Vernon Jones? I, according to Wikipedia. Shut up, shut up. All right. Uh, and then the last thing I do want to mention is earlier in the summer, I had the uh, opportunity to go over to a lead up to the Nike EYBL Peach Jam. They had a huge event with all the best teams coming uh, that came through in Memphis. And I went out there specifically to go see Cooper Flag play. And I came back on the mismatch and I said, look, I know that, you know, every time it, we, we now have gotten into this mode where I kind of roll my eyes at everybody because it's all, you know, their three best plays uh, that are on House of Highlights or Ball is Life or whatever. And I love all those sites, but it'll be like, you know, Cooper Flag's junior year is going to be a movie. And then it'll be like four dunks and a block. Or it'll be like uh, Cooper Flag's up next, you know, and it'll be like showing his highlights, whatever. And I'm like, okay, right. I went and saw him in person. I came back here on the mismatch. I'm like, Kevin, this dude is 
awesome, awesome. <laughs> like he is. I mean, I watched him in a game have like 14 blocks or some crap. It was crazy. And they were like top of the square. And he was like setting up his teammates. They were running double teams at him at half court every possession. He was like making the right play like he's freaking Jokic or something. I, I was like, who is this Freako? He was just, uh, my expectations were very high considering like all the highlight stuff and, you know, kind of buzz that he's gotten. But seeing him in person, I was blown away. And now the news has come out that he's reclassing. I will say somebody told me about two weeks ago, they were like, uh, I, I mentioned it to him. And uh, they said, that kid's going to reclass. They told me that. And then they said, I think he's going to reclass and he's going to go to Duke. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, the kid can do whatever the hell he wants to do. If he wants to go play in the G League, if he wants to go play overtime, if he wants to go play overseas, he can do whatever. But the idea is that draft changes dramatically if he keeps, if he stays on. And we have seen a lot of high school guys that are very highly ranked flame out. But it does change the draft and it does change kind of what you're looking at in a couple of years uh, in a different way because of the reclass. And I know you mentioned that in a tweet. Absolutely. It spreads things out. Um, yeah. I mean, it was originally Cooper flag and cam boozer in 2026. Now it's flag in 25 boozer in 26, the Banston in 27, but he'll probably reclassify to 26 as well. So, I mean, we'll see what changes in the in the weeks and months to come. But for now, Cooper Flag moving up one year. And yeah, Chris, like that dude is like for real, for real. No, he's six, eight, he, six, nine. He he's struck amazing. me as a he's going to be uh, worth tanking for when it comes yeah. around. He's special, special. Yeah, I've never seen a 16 year old like that. I didn't in person. I never saw LeBron in person when he was 16. But I've never seen a 16-year-old that good, ever. I mean, he, he he plays like he could be in the NBA already. Oh, my God. Right? And his body, like, he's got a <laughs> pro-ready body already. It's it, That's what you mean when you say you didn't see LeBron in person, but it's LeBron-esque in that sense that it's like, oh, wait a minute, this guy looks like he could already play in the league. Oh, he was, like, knocking down threes flawlessly, and he blocked shots at the top of the square. I mean, that's like the crazy the thing. athleticism is yeah. freakish. His defense is arguably his best quality at this stage. And that's despite him being as great as he is and all around as he is on offense. But the defense is unbelievable. The intensity. Unbelievable. The, the block shots, the rotations, the versatility, the quickness. Like, that guy is going to be an all-defensive player for 10 years, possibly an all-defensive player. He's unbelievable on defense. He also, like, has that edge. He talks. Oh, I love the trash talking. Oh, yeah. He does. I love it he, so much. He, like, does not get... He ain't... Like, you want to try to huff and puff with him? He's right there. He's there. <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> I know. Watch out now. But, yeah, him reclassing, um, that, that changes things. It does. If he's mm -hmm. really... And, and here's hoping that he's one of those that could truly live up to the hype. I hope so. Um, you know, because he's he's got a chance to be very, very special, as do the other kids that you mentioned. 
Boozer's kid and that AJ Devanson that you mentioned. Yep. Awesome. Yep. God, he's awesome. Uh, dude, and guess what? Manson's from Brockton, Massachusetts. Is that true? I, I know, yeah, he's from Brockton. Oh, wow. I know. You ever had a, uh, that's where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rocky Marciano's from, right? Rocky Marciano, Marvin Hagler. Oh, Marvin Hagler's from Brockton. I believe Jermaine Wiggins, tight end, spent some time in Brockton. I'm not sure. Who's that. I don't think he was born here, but I. Me, me, I might be misremembering with, with uh, here. You're no, no, I'm LA sorry, guy. No, what it is. You're he, an LA he, guy. Don't say no, here. W- Wiggins, You're LA Wiggins, guy. Wiggins, uh, Jermaine Wiggins coaches Brockton High now. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, he coaches their football team now. Um, but there was an NFL player, um, cornerback. Mm, I have a hyphenated name. Al Lewis Gene. I think that was his name. Al Lewis Gene. He oh, was a okay. uh, he was in the NFL for a short amount of time. But this will be the first big basketball one that you can. Yeah, remember. yeah, he's yeah, yeah like he's going to be a star. There's oh, I mean, Cam sure. Boozer. We Cam Boozer's unbelievable too. Oh, like, and there's some other good prospects those years as well. But 20, 25, 26, 27 look special because of flag in twenty five. But twenty six looks awesome, and that and that could be the year that we get the expansion teams like Bill Simmons and Ryan just did their expansion oh, drafts yeah. with the Sonics and the Vegas team. 26 could be the team, the year that Demanston and 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 Boozer go to those expansion teams, or they're part of a lottery. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Interesting. All right. Well, James Harden, you did it to us. You got us in the studio recording a podcast, even while the rest of Spotify is in Sweden, Sweden. No days off for us. Kevin, it is always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez, as always. I'll talk to you next week. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. Have a good week, Chris. Enjoy the time in, in Memphis and not in Sweden. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.